Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing edition of the original Brethren Podcast. That's B-R-E-A-D, Brethren, because we always talking about our bread and we always getting bread. And as always, I am pleased, honored to be joined by my brothers, Mr. Destron Will and Dr. Ajamu Levin, C-H-P, P-H-D, K-F-C, T-L-C, because the man got more acronyms than the government, you dig? So... We uh we have a topic that we were gonna talk about operating out of desperation, but you know what you don't see is the things that go on before I click this record button with my with my brothers, man. And we've been listening to some smooth tunes, just catching up because, um, as as we all know, we're 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 on the we on the we on the we on the upswing of of coming up out of this out of this COVID thing, and so you know my 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 brethren are. Back at you know back full time and at work and traveling and things of that nature or you know headed that way, um, so you know time and is time and time is of the essence. So you know we we spend a lot of time catching up when we can, and so we we, we we're going to talk about operating out of desperation. But I think what we will do is we will take that conversation, make it very general, and we just gonna we just gonna kick in and talk and, and chit chat with y'all, man. We gonna chit chat with each other and, and chit chat with y'all. Uh, because we do want to, you know, continue to do what we do. Uh, make sure that you are definitely following us on all of our social media platforms at Brethren Pod, B R E A D R E N P O D, across all social media uh, and listening to our podcast. We appreciate you all for supporting. Definitely make sure you're uh, going to anchor.fm, A N C H O R.fm, slash Brethren Pod, B R E A D R E N P O D, and click that support link. If you really like what we're doing, we want to make sure that we are continuously putting and pouring back into the community, which is one of our goals. Um, and you can support us, you know, and every time you listen, we do get paid. So we appreciate all the listeners and all of the family, all of the people that are, uh, that have been with us along this journey. Shout out to Spending Black Matters. Shout out to, uh, G Till of We That. Shout out to Drew Sanders and the Aware brand. Shout out to Jewel Taylor, uh, the director. Shout out to everybody that has had something to do with what we got going on. Uh, shout out to Dr. Lovin. Shout out to Lovin Consulting LLC. Shout out to D Wells Consulting LLC. Shout out to 248MMBB Business Services. Look, these are all people that we mess with, that we fool with. Um, so, we go ahead. If we did not shout out Mr. Bill Well for coming on the bill with us, as well as our brothers from Global FM. Oh, yes. Club. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, that was a very powerful bill, but um, shout out to Jasper Smith. Shout out to spending all of the all of the guys from spending back matter. Shout out to Global FX Trade Club family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to our holding company. We've talked about it, but we ain't never talked about it. Shout out to 4640 Holding Company. We've successfully successfully uh, been running a holding company together along with our other uh, our other two members. Uh, we've been investing in, in various uh, mediums if you will, uh, and we've gotten returns. So shout out to that. Cheers to that. <clears throat> so uh, go to www.4640.us. That's 4640.us. See what we're doing. You know, it's, 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 look, look, man, I am like, well, how, how, how do folks say I'm tickled pink to, you know, have this conversation with you gentlemen. <laughs> I'm tickled blue, black, red, green, and yellow well, to have this right. conversation. So as always in true brethren fashion, Cheers to a good conversation, to knowledge being dropped, and crumbs being picked up off the flow. Brethren. Salute, bro. Salute.
Hey, I, I would be I would be remiss if I did not take the time to shout out my uh my my friend Jennifer and her freely focused company that gave me this beautiful etched Dr. Loving glass whiskey mm. glass and um that that I'm drinking this uh, Uncle Nearest 1884 small batch out of. Oh, okay. Ooh, do you see do you see the alignment there, people? Well, oh. you know, I feel like it's important to support all of the brothers and sisters that are trying to get ahead, and especially those who are who are close to me. You know, you shop local, you try to do the things that you can to positively impact the folks around you, and when you see people doing doing the right things. Man, go on and support your folks, man. Go ahead and give them a try, and you'll be surprised and pleased more often than not. Jesus. You know what, hey, man? That's, a word. That's, that's, it's funny you say that because along the lines of what AJ teed up for the conversation tonight, I was act, I actually had the uh, opportunity to be on another podcast Excuse me, earlier this week, and one of the questions actually came up around Black-owned businesses and why they don't tend to thrive long-term. And from a standpoint of operation out of desperation, I think that when you, um, when you, when you, when you kind of think about the trials that you have to go through to be a small business, number one, but a Black-owned business, number two, there are some things that I don't think get great consideration. The first thing is pricing, right? And so your prices are going to be indicative of what you have to pay to produce merchandise and then resell. And so what I've noticed is that we tend to we tend to talk about pricing as it relates to small businesses and Black-owned businesses when it's us one-on-one. But when we go to Trader Joe's or we go to Whole Foods and we have to drive another 15 miles just to get there, we're perfectly happily... We're perfectly happy to pay those prices because we want everyone in that store to know that we can afford to be there. And I think what we need to do is help the people who look like us in our communities that are that have credible services and have valuable services. Let them know that we're willing to pay to be there with them. And if they get to scale, then they could offer us a more competitive price. Man. We have to get them to scale. So it's absolutely right. That's yeah. why I don't I don't like I don't ask for the hookup. And honestly, when you start your business and I get the opportunity to to patronize your business as my brother, sister, whatever, man, and you just getting started, charge me full price. Cause I wanna pay the regular full price so that you can get as much out of transaction as possible to continue to propel you forward. I can afford to not pay discounts. Why? Because at this point, it's not just about me spending to get what it is that I want. Wait, nope, it is. Because at the end of the day, what I want is bigger than whatever that little item is. If I can use that item that I want to also put my brother or sister in a position where they're one step closer to financial freedom and different opportunities for their families and, and, and and being able to do things that they never thought were possible. I don't want you to discount that, right? I want, I'm, I'm going to pay full price. Give your discount to somebody else, to some other business that you're trying to get to, to try to extend things and move forward. I don't need you. I don't need the discount, but more importantly, I want to pay you that full price. Also, I know you're going to take care of me and it's important to take care of your people. Now don't, don't abuse 
when people support you. That's one of the cardinal rules that ends up putting you in a bad position. And unfortunately, for the way sometimes folks think about black business, well, once you you did it wrong, and that's why I don't do business with black folks and all the rest of this type of stuff, right? Like, so now you end up representing other folks. So bring the quality. But right. for people like me, hey, I even if it's not as great as I like it to be, I love being able to support a black person that's doing something positive and not getting shot on social media. At this point, I'm being honest for real. Like oh, it just it, it bit to see a sister selling beautiful crafts instead of having to cry, holding a sign, or seeing a black body in the street seeing us doing positive things despite all of the things that are done to us, that's what I need, man. And so let me pay for a price. It makes me feel good to do so. Most definitely. So if I sound wrong. Most nah, definitely. So wrong. let me, let me, let me, ju- let me jump in real quick. Cause you, you know, do, you don't get to do that tonight. Tonight. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause look, look, we went, we look, we went around the horn. You said your piece, Doc said his piece. I can't say my piece. I'm the host tonight. I can't say my, I, well, I can't say my piece, Doc. I got a to ask you. Can I chime in on the first subject, please? Absolutely, but I have to redirect like you do me. Well, hold on, don't redirect me yet. I just want to give in my piece right quick. So you going to hold on, brother. Listen. So I, I had I, I posted I posted something uh, uh you know last year um that was you know being in my position of what I do and I'm proud of what I do and I'm I'm embracing what I do more because honestly my business has picked up more during COVID and we've talked about this before. Um a lot of a lot of black people specifically are uh tapping into their passions during the pandemic. Yeah. And I don't I don't you know so, you know, it, we live in a world where things like it's catchy. Find your passion in the pandemic. I could sell that, but, you know, <laughs> I don't. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed in the fact that I am witness to what's going on. And one of the things that I wanted that I pointed out and I wanted to make sure that people understood when it came to this was I, this is this is verbatim. I'm reading this because I said it um, as a small business consultant and someone who works in procurement. Meaning I find people resources and things of that nature. Small businesses often don't meet the minimums for huge bulk discounts from their vendors, meaning they're often paying a higher per unit cost. I say that to say stop expecting everything from black owned business or a small business to be discounted. The more they sell, the more they need. If you want discount shop more, and I hope that that makes sense for everybody. And I wanted to put that out there just because, you know, y- y- y'all brought up the point and the fact that, you know, a lot of people want that discount from a business. But it's like, look, that business righteously can't afford that discount. You know, if we're being honest, they do it because, you know, and, and a lot of times when it comes to uh, social media uh, and things that, you know, social media and, and small businesses, Businesses pivot out of. Just say it. They pivot out of. They operate out of desperation. They operate out of desperation. Exactly. I need this sale. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because I put so much time and effort into this business. I need you to buy it now. So whatever it takes to buy it, my bottom line, whatever my product is, my product costs me $20 to make. I sell it for $50. I will take $25 at minimum for this product because I just need that money because I'm operating out of desperation. And as consumers, we often force 
our businesses into that position. We're robbing them. When you say our businesses, when you say our businesses, be specific. Black owned businesses. We right. are robbing each other on the hookup. But we're willing to pay Gucci and Louis Vuitton prices. We ain't got no problem with it. Yeah. Gucci, Fendi, yeah, Louis man. ain't never put out a month. Man, listen, I don't want to make it an after show. And, Gucci, and even, Fendi, Louis ain't never put out a coupon. The closest we can get to it is when if, if they got an outlet center. Coach got an outlet. I know because I shop there. Do you go in there and bargain with them? No. You ask How? for a hookup? How? No. You, you know why? The, How? You pay the price on the sticker, right? They're not going to give it to you because they see that as a devaluation of their brand. And I think that... Um, and their products still cost the same to make as everybody else that you're shopping with. iPhone costs them. iPhone costs Apple less than fifty dollars to make. I hurt people' feelings. I hate to hurt your feelings. Same as my Samsung. Samsung makes parts for Apple, but which is a a superior. But how many people? How many people? And I'm including myself. Figures Wireless. Figures Wireless is is black owned. Uh, dang. Oh, gotta find a name. Uh. I'm going to say her name because I can't think of the business name right now. Shamiria. Shamiria Moncrief, I believe, is her name. Inspire. Inspire Electronics and Wireless. She went to Alabama State, HBCU grad. Owns her own wireless company. She has her own cell phones, Bluetooth products, and all of that. Hmm. Cost of production does not matter. But will you pay her the same amount that you pay Apple? Why not? I'm talking to myself too because I don't own any of their products. Yep, I'll still support them. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I own the phone that, for the company that I work for. Y'all figured that out. So but let, let me let me put this out here, then AJ. Um, based on what you're saying, I think I want I want people to understand that we're not saying that you have to exclusively buy black if the product mm-hmm. is inferior. What we're saying is. For me, the tie. Stop thinking that because it's black owned that it is inferior. Exactly, and not only that, not only that. Here, here's the, here's the caveat. Not even a caveat. Here's an add on to it. Every business has been afforded the opportunity. A successful business has been afforded the opportunity to make some mistakes. So make no ifs, ands, buts about it. Right. So Apple didn't get where they are without making mistakes. They've had huge blunders. But what happens is. Our our demographic tends to be more critical of each other than we are of the popular culture. So we have to get to a place where we're willing to support our own through DJ. small mishaps. Now I'm not saying you can be egregious, DJ, professional. Come on, bro. I'm DJ, listening. DJ, hey DJ and Doc, hey DJ and Doc, hey DJ and Doc. What's Listen, up? this is hey this is after show format. I'm I'm gonna try my. I'm gonna try my darndest not to, to say, say your darndest. No, 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 no. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my darndest. Let me. Hey, man, look. Okay. Hey, people. Hey, people be shopping. People be shopping at the big, the big W, all day long, and hop right on social media and complain about it, and be right there the next week. People shopping all of these fast food restaurants, and the order get wrong, and they'll be there right back next week. 
<laughs> Dr. Lovin has a brother that sells some amazing looking barbecue. I just want to put that out there. I ain't tasted it yet, but I know good and god dang well that, that I'm a, it got I'm to be good. You know, brother, brother, it, it can only you, you will mess around, me. mess around and wear out the roof of your mouth trying to smack <laughs> your tongue against it, trying Listen, to keep tasting to that man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you the something. The man can cook. <laughs> I ain't look, I have not, I have yet to taste this barbecue. But from I the reviews, supposed to be in though. From the shit, <laughs> listen. From the reviews that I have seen with my own eyes, I have seen the glory. And, and the let me tell you something. <laughs> I guarantee you, if the first time I go there, if it happened to be an off day, I'm going back. Yeah, right. Because I will always right. give a small business the benefit of the doubt. Man, I will always give them the leniency to say, you know what. Everything might not have been aligned the day that I showed up to your business. You might have been out of the product that I wanted that day. I will not write you off because there's one thing that I know for sure and two things, three things, four things, five things for sure is whenever you go to these big box stores and they don't have it, they treat you like crap because it's not their fault. It's the employee's fault because it's an employee. You can't control it. But y'all want to hold it against the black business because But you, what you got to understand is Black businesses, small businesses in particular, they are these people's passions. Yeah. So when you come into them, you are dealing with their passion. So if it's not correct, if it's not up to your standards, all that needs to be happened, that needs to be had is a conversation. Because guess yeah, what you man. can't do when something goes wrong at and I'm going to smack because I don't want to say their names because they don't pay us to say their names. But you know what I'm talking about. Any of these large stores that y'all go to over and over again that have completely and continuously screwed you over by price, profit, or circumstance, you continue to go through. But when the black business or the small business gets something wrong by chance, it could have been a busy night. You, yeah. you, you write them completely off. I will always give you the benefit of the doubt. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me two times, shame on me. Fool me three times, hmm, you need to quit that. And, and as much as I, as much as I love technology, I would, hey, I, I, I got it, I gotta bring it out. Look, man, we don't hold your trigger on the Yelp for negatives on small businesses. Please don't kill. You, you know, don't kill a small business that's just getting started for making a misstep. You'll see, you know, three, four good reviews. And I swear with anything, and this is just a natural human tendency, when we see a negative review, especially the way that people tend to word and write negative reviews, it just sticks with you, right? I can, I think a lot of people, you think about the, the good things that have been said to you, and, and it, it does make you feel good. And you can remember some of them throughout the life, some of the great compliments you've been given. But the times that people have said things that tore you down, that stuck with you, the people who, you know, who you trusted and loved and they said something and that ooh, what they what they say in the Bible, I was wounded in the house of my friend. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm talking about that. Ooh, that gets in and, and, and it digs in you and you got to dig it out and you got to work with it and try to move it here. And so I'd ask you to be be liberal with your praise when folks are new and, and be be uh be cautious with also with the way in which you weaponize your words if if you didn't get everything that you wanted man and that's also what also the caveat that conversation is real so quick real quick doc going public outside you know doc, real quick you got to put the caveat into this is these large companies they got thousands of reviews 
So your one negative don't hit them like the small business who only got 10 reviews right. and you give them a negative review. One out of 10 is way more than one out of a thousand. Oh, yeah. No, your one star review is dropping them precipitously. You know, if they exactly you can you can go from a 5.0 to a to a 3.1 of one negative review. And that negative ain't even a deep negative. It's like everybody gave fives across the board and you had a bad experience. You gave them a three. And now that 5.0 rating dropped down to a three something because of your three point. But did you but did you but did you express that to the business is the biggest thing that I do. Because the first thing that a lot of people do is we hop on social media and we, hey, blast the business. Dang, yeah. you know, I'd, yes. I'd, have been, I'd have been in the same business every week and they don't have no cashiers. You can guess what I'm talking about. Yeah. They ain't got no cashiers open. 30 registers, no cashiers. But y'all keep, y'all keep, y'all keep going. Because the price, the price is right. But the black business is a couple of dollars more, has that same product, that same, that same quality, better quality even. But you want the hookup from them. And then if they by chance, the order's a little late, they shipped a couple of days later because their vendor, they had to rely on their vendor. Their vendor is most likely somewhere not here often. So they gotta wait. But you didn't give them that, they didn't you didn't give them that grace. You ripped them to shreds online, and now other people who were possibly going. This was something that I learned in corporate and air, you know, Doc, DJ, y'all, y'all, y'all work corporate, y'all know. This is this is the one. This is one of the one keys that I took away from corporate is they always told us they say our detractors, they call them detractors, are worse than our. What's the other? What's the opposite? Uh, uh, net promoters. Yeah, our promoters. Our detractors are way more effective than our promoters. Because you can have 50 people singing your praises. If one person say it's bad, guess what? That one person saying it's bad going to spread like wildfire. And when we do that to people, we are essentially setting ablaze our small businesses. And we wonder why big business comes in and gentrifies the free market. Go ahead. Well, I'm passing it to y'all. Anytime when you look at when you look at how anything looks, it's sending signals. And black skin color of any business, I'm sorry, always sends a negative signal. It is the way that our 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 overarching culture is set up. Being real with you, you know, if we nobody says, "Oh, well, I need to get a black whatever it is in order for it to be right." Maybe if you're talking about barbecue or something like that, sometimes, right? But if you're thinking about the way that the majority culture thinks about what it is our offerings are, it's never like, oh, well, because it's black, it's going to be better, right? That's just not usually how it works. Mm-hmm. And so if you contribute to that by affirming those negative biases without having a real adequate opportunity to get in and really experience what it is that this company is typically going to be like, the negative is going to be the thing that ends up defining them. All right. Yeah. You look like you got to say something. Destrian. Go yeah, ahead. Listen. Doc. So doc and AJ, this is, this is the thing that I've been itching to say. I want you to think about how people treat Chick-fil-A, for example, and let's just use Chick-fil-A as an example. Chick-fil-A can F it up all the way. You can wait forever. They can oh, F it up. oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. But wait, wait, wait. I, but no, I'm going to say that. I'm going to throw this in. I always use Chick-fil-A as the the uh, 
what they call it? Damn, what's the word? The, Y'all know the, the benchmark. Benchmark, yeah. yeah the benchmark. I always Positive, use yeah. yeah, I always use them as the benchmark customer service because you can see a line right around the corner at ninety percent of Chick Fil A. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now let me get there. But what I'm saying is, we will give them that benefit of the doubt to wait forever. And if it's cold, hot, whatever, what Chick Fil A does on the onset, they say, "Listen, we know you had to wait." Here's a voucher. Next time you come back, they they already know you're coming back. So I want you to understand this is about predictive behavior. This is about modeling. You've already modeled the behavior that you'll be back. So they know you'll wait, number one. Number two, they know the coupon gets you back. I want you to name any other business except a small business that's willing to listen to you in that way. Yet you give them no credence for being able to respond to your needs when they are more capable of being shaped, formed, they're more malleable, so to speak, in terms of what you need as a client and a customer. They're willing to hear you because they want your business. Hey, you know, I really didn't like the packaging I received. Hey, man, thank you so much for the feedback. I'm going to upgrade my packaging. That's their way of building towards being the next dynasty that you've seen and you can be a part of that and i think people often forget that it's only how you improve that matters the quality of the product that you bring out today is not going to be the quality of the product that's going to get you to the pinnacle of where you are that's your baseline and now you have to respond to the standards of your customers and i think that we have to do a better job of allowing our small businesses, specifically our black owned businesses to respond because I think they want to. The assumption is they, they did this out of spite, malice, or ill will. When you have in that business, there's no COO. The same person that is the owner operator is the chief operating officer, the CFO, the head chef, the, the distribution person, the marketing person, the um, the advertising person, person, they're wearing all these hats and they're just trying to please you. What about taking your time, talents, and skills into them and saying, hey, I see value in your idea and the business that you have. I do see some blind spots and some gaps. Let's partner together. Let's help each other. If we had a spirit of more collaboration as a community, we could advance so much further because we could combine our collective gifts. So if I say, hey, Dr. Loving, listen, man, you are a very, very talented speaker. I can only aspire to be where you are, but I have an expertise in these three areas. Let me help you with that. Oh, and by the way, I know another person. His name happens to be A.J. Woodson. He's one of the more talented people I know in terms of connecting people, resources, and also facilitating conversations, dialogues, and the things that we tend to do best. Why don't we partner together and do something? Lo and behold, you have brethren. Everybody has to play a role. And when you when you decide to be a star in your role, whether that's supporting a business or owning a business, it doesn't matter. Your role is important. And I think we have to get beyond the place and space of putting everything else on a pedestal except your community, because this should be a shared effort. 
And if that if that business is bad, you have the ability to walk right down there and talk to the person that personally owns the damn business, not the customer service rep. You can go into that store and say, hey, listen, I want to have a conversation with you because it matters to me that you succeed. Do you think if that person wants to be successful, they're going to be demonstrative towards you or whatnot? You can tell everything you need to know about that person with your approach to them. If you're respectful to them and you're trying to be helpful to them, they should receive that in the spirit in which it's given. If not, then you've done your part and it's on them to figure it out from there. But we don't even get that far. We write them off. We write them off. Man, they messed up. They didn't do it perfect. Who does it perfect? Who? And And that's the funny thing. You can't, you know, you can't want all these things at once, right? You can't sit up here and talk with me and lament the fact that there isn't much as much black wealth as there ought to be. There isn't as much black uh, financial power as there ought to be. And then continue to never like work as you, you work as hard as some of these people who aren't black to not spend black. You might not be doing it wittingly, but you're always seeking the cheapest price without ever even considering the fact that there might be a black vendor at a slightly higher price that can help you support these overarching things that you say are important to you. Well, I just want to ask people, to like, why, why, why you don't never ask for, why you don't walk into the Louis and in the, in the, in the, in the Prada store and ask for a discount the same way you walk into? Why don't you approach small businesses the same way you approach Large business. No, Why? They, Why don't you? Because you don't respect word. them. Mm. Use that first word. Before you even get to respect, use the first word you just said. Why? Small business. Oh. <laughs> Why? Know, oh, it's a small business. They need me. We, Your value with me is much greater than it would be elsewhere. So so, so let, 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 let's shift it. Let's shift it. Let's go this direction. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt a lot of feelings. It's gonna be hard. And this, you know, when it comes to when it comes to money, when it comes to financial literacy, it, you know, yeah, there you go. Start pouring down rain in here. Um, but here's where it comes in. You have you 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 respect these businesses. We already pointed it out. You respect it. So as a business, a small business owner. Demand it. Yeah. Come out the gate and say, I don't offer discounts. If you don't see me having a sale, don't ask for one. And that goes for everybody across the board. And that's the thing. And I and you know, it's 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 crippling to be in the position of a small business owner. Let's be honest about it. Because we're all small business owners. Because you know, if we if we being real about it, according to the small business administration. You uh you 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 uh you have less than five what is it five hundred employees? Yeah. yeah, give them the facts and figures of it. Hold yeah. on, let, let, I, I, look, I, look, we don't we don't like to give out <laughs> false know. information here on the Brethren podcast. Yeah, so I, let, hey, let let's let's small, look it up. I'm not. I, I, I don't have to have a a small mindset because I'm a small business. And, and that's I, the thing. Listen, yeah, you know, they people for, think that, oh, mm, yeah, you know, small business mm, and it's small mind. No. Mm, like you, you, 
I, I, as a provider of what I bring, bring it at a high, as high quality a level as I possibly can. And so when I'm talking to my clients about the speech that I deliver, I am doing it from the perspective of their cost benefit function, what it is that they need. Did I say this the right way to trigger the things that are necessary so that what they want to happen is going to happen. Now, so, the reason I know to do that, that, that comes with time though, right? And so you cultivate these habits and these skill sets over time, but you want to start out recognizing that you want to be perceived of as high quality and deliver a high quality as best you can, but recognize even then there will be, there will be missteps. Detractors as AJ said. Yeah. yeah. Detractors. So, so here we go. Give them the definition. Let me do right. this real quick before you give them the definition. Dr. Levin, this this quick story. So b- the first time you spoke um, before our organization, we, we talked about this on another show, on another podcast uh, that was not ours, right? So mm-hmm. you came, you, you, you did your spill. We didn't know your, we didn't know your brand. We didn't know your, um, your intrinsic value. We didn't know any of those things. But you and I went out and we had uh, we had dinner and we were just going to get to know each other. I can tell the story or you can tell the story, <laughs> but I think it's important. You tell it. I think you tell it better, man. OK, so I because I think it's important for what, where AJ is going. When we we went out to dinner, he came out and he left nothing to chance. And see, that's the thing that I want folks to know. You leave nothing to chance. You absolutely give what you have to what what you have to give, whatever your best effort is, you put that out there. Dr. Loving left nothing to chance. And I'm nobody that he has anything to prove to, but he came out and he laid it all on the line. He put it on the table and he did a phenomenal job. We went to dinner. I said, hey, you know, look, we're at dinner now. The workflow is over. I, I actually think my wife came, man. Like, so at some point, and I said, um, I said, look, whatever you want, you get it. He orders a salad. <laughs> I'm like, I just said, whatever you want, but okay, cool. And I said, well, if, if you're having a beverage, go ahead and get a beverage. He orders a Cabernet. And I laughed because I have been in the position that he was in several on several occasions where you just don't know what it is you're supposed to do. So to the small business, to the Black-owned business out there, when you don't know what to do, you take the safe bet. You take your lead from the person or the organization that you're attempting to partner with. You don't go beyond where they're going. You you draw the line where they draw the line. And if they give you the opportunity to draw one, you draw the most conservative line you can. And if they move the needle, then so be it. But Dr. Loving said, I'll have a Cabernet and a glass. I have a, a glass of Cabernet and I'll have a salad. I laughed and I ordered my traditional beverage, um, which I will not say. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> but when I did that, he paused and he said, excuse me, ma'am, I'll have the same thing. But he waited to see where the, where, where the I won't even call it wiggle room, where the flexibility was in the relationship because that's exactly what he was establishing. I'm saying all this to say you have to establish a relationship before you take any liberties at all. And if you don't have a relationship, no liberties can be taken. 
And that is a key thing that we need to understand when we're unpacking this, uh, this symbiotic relationship that businesses have with their clients and that clients also have with businesses because the, it works in the inverse where clients often take these, uh, they, they take what they think of is advantage or they take leeway in ways that they don't have it because they feel like they've supported a product. You don't have leeway for supporting someone's product. That was a decision that you made. They didn't make you do that. That's a decision. You should exercise decisions at discretion because when a black person comes and handles business with you, it should not be met with brute force or rudeness because they're deciding to to conduct themselves in a business-like manner. Why, Why is it being met with that? So if yeah. Doctor Loving says, "Hey, yeah. Destin, listen," I, yeah, I I feel you on that. Like, yeah, we got to renegotiate I... this contract, and I'm like, "Oh, Doctor Loving, come on, man, you gotta, you know, you gotta give me a little. <laughs> you know how I go, man. You gotta give me a little." I've never, I've, I've never experienced that. Anything to me. No, and I love that I've never experienced that that with you in any way. Oh, babies on the screen! Oh, we got cute. We look. We got the next generation of brethren out there. That so right. many women. Uh, you know, uh, Dallas is about the only boy out of all of uh, you. We got so many young ladies that are so many queens. Oh, look at that! Oh, with that, with the Afro puffs and the smile. I rock rough and stuff with my Afro puff. Hey, yeah. that's me. She said, "That's me." Hey, hey mommy, you. You see yourself on that, baby? Yeah, man. But hey, do but, me a favor, Avery. Go in your daddy's wallet. Everything I'm, I'm, that's in there belongs to you. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm muting she at this point. Knows, hey, look, she look. She, she got her own. She got. Anyway. She got her own account. That's me. Avery is you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man. You just got no, featured on your first podcast, boo. Congratulations. No, you, hey, Dr. I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick. Yeah, that's important too because we, um, there have been times, and I think Arthur actually said this on the podcast we were on before. We do you realize we shame men for being fathers? Like, um, if I'm on a Zoom and Dallas runs in the room, I don't care. I'm like, hey, Dallas, Dallas is home from daycare today. Come on over here. I, the same way AJ just did, I pulled Dallas up. But we got to get away from that, too. And I know it's a it's a tangent, but. No, it's really a good one. Champion, we need to champion men being fathers. This is what manhood is about, man. Absolutely. Like, if we got enough. We got all these influences suggesting, and, and I'm not saying all of them, but man, a bunch of them talking about us and putting men into a box, man, as though we're just some robotic earners and fornicators type. Like, no, man, I hate to even use that word in front of the baby. Bye. No, she, I can look. I got no, no. I got. I got. Words. She learned. Later. I got the headphones, oh, okay, in, so, she, so she don't hear. But you, you, okay. you speaking it. Go ahead. All right. So, so my point is that man. Yeah, we love our children. You know, we get up and we make breakfast and we make sandwiches and we lay out clothes too, man. And and they might not look like exactly what our, our wives would suggest they ought to look like sometimes. But I'm saying we as men can be all of that, man. We can kiss, we can kiss the boo-boos, put the band-aids on as well. And I think it's important that we recognize this because we're raising a generation of dynamic women who are going to need to be able to yes, have sir. the latitude that we have in some ways as dynamic men. It, it, it's not necessarily going to look completely the same, but yeah. man, 
man, we can't keep putting our women in a box and saying, oh, well, if you want to be successful as a woman or be with a successful man, then you need to, you just have to attend solely to his needs and, and, and he, or he just needs to attend solely. No, man. You can do special things together with one another, working in concert with one another, respecting one another, elevating one another and allowing each one to be their own special person. You don't have to be locked in to these old antiquated ideas of what it means to be a husband, what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a spouse. If you consider yourself neither of those as to how it relates to gender or how you see the world y'all can relate to one another to people that you love and care about in a way that is best for you all family is an evolving and ever moving concept it's not a construct that we can allow to just be forced on us family moves and sometimes even in your own individual life family changes from something that it was as a child when you were when it was thrust upon you to something that you have the ability to impact going forward when you when you mature and get to make decisions for yourself so we we need to get beyond this man especially as black people we can't continue structures of oppression within ourselves that we can't do that real quick i you know i definitely you know we definitely got to do that but i want i wanted to come back with the fact that we was looking for According to the uh, Small Business Association Administration, uh, small business is one that has fewer than 1,500 employees and a maximum of 38.5 million <laughs> in average annual receipts. So, you know, I, I, I want to go ahead and say we, we you know, we, we come at micro business. Yes, baby. And yes, we, yeah, she, she here now. Uh, but we, you know, we, when we, when we talking about the local, the local loan business, the single, uh, what is it, sole proprietorships, I think we might have to, you know, the SBA does put them into micro business status because you have fewer than, you way fewer than 1,500. But you still have to hold that same thing true where it's like we cannot come to these businesses expecting uh, discounts just because of their size. Just because you have access to the CEO, founder, uh, accountant, the one the sole proprietor who does everything does not mean that you should take advantage of that business. And I think that's the mindset that we have to shift as a community, as a as a as a as a, as a city, as a state, as a nation, as a world, because when it comes to the free market, and the free market concept, you know, unless you bartering, unless you offering something in exchange for this discount, don't come to me. Well, we have to recognize the price isn't the sole term, the, the total sum of the cost. And of course, the benefit of the individual product itself is not the end of all the benefits associated with the overall process of buying exactly. where you're buying from. Exactly. Because now, little you, little known fact for most businesses, especially especially for I know the three gentlemen on this call, all of the money that our businesses make, we are philanthropists within our, you know, individual ecosystem. And I say ecosystem because, you know, whether it be, you know, dropping some dropping some money off in the Salvation Army or, you know, volunteering with local communities. I know all of us done it, have done it, will continue to do it. Uh, you know, all of us, you know, Doc has a, a young daughter that's a part of different sports organizations that are local and part of the community. And I know for a fact that Doc supports those organizations monetarily as well as time-wise. DJ does the same thing. I do the same thing. So when you're sewing into these small businesses, you have to be reassured that 
majority, if not a, a large, uh, you know, a large chunk of that money and profit and revenue is being divested back into something that you can see and feel that is tangible. And that's something that we got to take into take into consideration. A lot of people, you know, when we look at these large businesses, I'll say Walmart. I don't give a damn. Walmart. Unless you go and ask Walmart customer service management department for a donation of, let's say you're doing a cookout for for a baseball team, and you don't that on letterhead, man. Bring me a corporate letter, corporate letterhead, and you got to say, look, this is what we're doing, and they'll give you they'll give you some bread, they'll give you some plates and stuff like that. Meanwhile, we know for a fact that all of the Waltons are billionaires. They're on the list, so you so this company will you know under. <laughs> Look, this what she this what she does when I start talking. She, she start making noise. Superstar, yeah. <laughs> but we know for a fact you go ask them for a donation for a little league team. They're gonna want letterhead and all of that, and they'll give you some buns, some plates. Which, you know, it being Walmart rounds up to a grand total of fifty dollars. And if you look at the cost of production, is five dollars. But you'll come to your same your your same business that produces something that you need, and you'll ask for a discount. And you'll be, you and, and, and you know, a small business give you a ten percent discount. You like ten percent? They ain't number tax. But then what you gotta understand is that business is never about paying that tax out of their pocket, out of their revenue. Yeah, yeah. That revenue could have went to that their that business owner's child's little league team, and they would have given a whole lot more. Because I guarantee you, that small business is gonna come through and give a hundred dollars to the cause because their child is on the team. And, and that that say, parent may actually be may actually even be a parent coach. And, and if you can't, it, it, and sometimes sometimes folks will give you the hookup because they know you can't afford. And you and if you can't afford, that's okay, right? That that happens. But I want to I want to tell you one thing: you can afford. You can afford. you can afford to to uh, shout them out on social media and give a good review. You yep. can afford to share that. These gentlemen know they know about come on with that free publicity. Come on with that free publicity. Every single thing that my sister in law Natalie shares, whether it's a picture of her beautiful cheesecakes, shout out to Natalie, or the uh, the barbecue that my brother Lamont is is doing, and and the sides that them and the kids and everything are preparing. Loving's barbecue is a family affair. That is what my my brother, his wife, and their children do to, to feed themselves. And anytime I get the opportunity, if I see something that has Lovin's Barbecue attached to it, you will see it shared on my page at the absolute least. And to the point that people complain, you keep showing us this barbecue and, and folks know yes. exactly where it I is. Of, like, oh, it's in I Orlando. I am one of those. That's right. I, I am one of those. It, stop listening. <laughs> Listen, I don't want, stop sharing for me. I will Cut not. Me. Create a list where I, you hurt. <laughs> yeah, I see. Boo-boo. But listen, I'm one of those people. Listen, until they until they start shipping, create it and share it to everybody but me. I have yeah, listen. Let me tell you this. Hold man. on, hold when on. You, I, I, no, I want to make a plea. Orlando, I want to make a plea to the, the to the other lovings. <laughs> I beg of you, freeze dry your ribs. Send them. Man, that man is not about to dilute his product. Man, you don't understand the exact no, no, standards no, no, no. of my loving. You gotta be you gotta be a sous chef under listen, him to listen, recognize, man. Listen, we among, we amongst each other here. Y'all know for a fact the aluminum foil, I got it. Y'all know for a fact. You put them ribs in the fridge fridge there. 
the refrigerator, <laughs> not the refrigerator, but the refrigerator overnight. That next morning, mm. oh, yeah. oh no, no, I'm not saying loving not barbecue. Saying I, I am, I as a consumer wait, 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 am willing to pay supreme overnight fees <laughs> to have ribs delivered to my door. Nah, I will also purchase. Just, listen, I, and this is this is something you know. I'm, I'm 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 joking a little bit, but I'm really not. But <laughs> as as consumers of small businesses, we also need to be willing to stretch ourselves just a little bit more. Not only when it comes to time, yeah. whereas like if you see a product that you like, I, we know we all of us, we know plenty of people who do, uh, you know, food services, baking, catering and things of that nature. And they don't necessarily have the resources currently to expand to where you and everybody else may be. But, uh, you know, to certain business, like, look, I'll pay for the dry ice, the cool and all of that if I got to, because I know that I believe your product that much. I believe your product that much, like real talk. Some of us who are able to do that, we need to be willing to express that. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from this whole conversation is the communication between consumer and business and vendor is something that we have the privilege of doing when we talk about small business. Mm. We can't go directly to the board, the, the you know, the, the 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 head of marketing and all of that for these large companies and say, hey, this will do. All we can do is go hope oh. that they got a, a contact oh. us or a, or a compliment oh. box or something like that. But when it comes to these small business, you can really walk into that store and say, hey, Dr. Loving, Mr. Loving, a Lamont Loving of Loving's Barbecue. I love your food. Every time I'm in your area, I guarantee you I come here. But AJ, what will it take for me to get it to where I'm at? Oh, well, you know, we've been working out the logistics and the ice and the coolers and all of that costs too much. Okay, well, will it do you better if I order in bulk? You know what? Matter of fact, that will. Well, let's do this. I'm going to get together a group of my friends. I got five friends that want to try your stuff too. We'll all get together and we'll send you the amount of money that it takes to get this amount, this amount, this amount, get it shipped to us right because we're going to order in bulk from you now. And now you expand that business in a way. Why? Because of the communication that is available to you because you have access to that business. All we want to do is change the narrative in the conversation. The conversation is the key to most of the things that we're talking about. All this is, is, we're bridging is a conversation. And and the fact is, you're right, man. Ribs are shipped every day. Tony Roma's ribs. I ain't ain't that. I've ever been. I've ever been in a Tony Roma's a necessarily seen the restaurant, but I've seen their ribs in the grocer's freezer. I've seen, and so. They have. I'm not saying it's it's a, a quality to shoot towards. My point is the possibility of all these things exist. But the possibility, the possibility exists. But what I want to focus on, uh-huh. focus. I'm gonna come back to you, AJ, and then to you, Dr. Levin. I don't even have a comment about it. I want to listen to the two of you. Here's my question for both of you to opine. You talked about the ability to go in and have that conversation with a um, small business because of their structure. See, that's something that maybe we understand, mm-hmm. but maybe every the everyday consumer doesn't understand. So let's talk about the structure. Yeah, so so, so here's the funny thing. Versus a yeah. business that's at scale and no, why, it, why things may appear to be what they are. Sole yeah. proprietorship. I'll give you that base block to build on, Doc. Sole proprietorship. The key word is soul. You got one person that's doing every position, whether they're good at it or not. Because oftentimes when we start in this small business realm, Mm -hmm. I got to be my accountant. An accountant is not my realm. 
I got to be the marketer, but marketing is not my realm. You got people that's passionate, is baking, designing, creating, but they also have to be everything that they're not. Well, AJ, and we don't give them the grace. Well, well my AJ. thing, uh, that when you no, talk no, no, about, I'll pass. Go, Doc. No, I want no, Doc to go. No, 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 no. Soul? This is for both of y'all. So, with that being said, right, and Doc, you can answer both. With that being said, mm-hmm. what I want to understand and what I want the people to know, because you have that in place, what type of impediment does that put on the business owner? Because I, again. I don't think so. A person that doesn't operate in a business setting, they consume product and they just go, you know what? This is not what I expected it to be. A lot of people don't consider how a product comes to fruition or experience yeah. that they get to have when they get there. One of the things I wanted to ask is, would it help if we help if we were to be able to help educate people on the fact that the more you support this business? the more jobs and opportunities they could provide for the community yeah. around you, which reduces the crime rate in your zip code, which reduces the likelihood that something happens to you or your child in your zip code. So I didn't want that to be lost yeah. in the conversation. No, you, 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 we lose the interconnectedness sometimes of, of all of the economic decisions that we make. Right. Who we buy from, why we buy from them, how we patronize them, the types of ratings that we leave. Basically, we're advertising positively or negatively for these things. We are using our resources, our human capital, right? Our social network that we have to either affirm and put uh people in a better position, people in companies in better position, or to potentially tear them down, right? And so the, the thing, when, when you get a delivery from Loving's Barbecue, what you hear the first time that you get one is, welcome to the family. It is something, our name, Loving is not just is not just a thing that, that you're doing. That, that's our actual name. My name is Dr. Loving my real name, right? My brother is Lamont Loving, right? And so our name is attached to the things that we do. Loving Consulting is the same way. And so even though I don't say welcome to the family to every uh, client that I do a presentation for or uh, to the companies that I do presentations on behalf of, guess what? I am representing my family, my name, my father, my brothers, my sisters, my mother, everybody, right? And so I carry that with me and and it is important to me to present at a high quality level because I'm representing my family, but it also, as Destrian and AJ pointed out, gives you an opportunity to get a far more... Um, reactive and and responsive um type of interaction when you're talking to me about things that could have been better right because i want it to be better because it matters to me and you can say that until you're blue at the face in the face at uh these big box store and you stores and you can ask for the manager and the manager will come out but that manager is never going to be Mr. Target himself. We don't even know who that is. It's never going to be an actual Walton that comes out there. But when you're talking about small businesses, well, there'll be a loving that'll come out there, 
right? There'll be a Wales that'll come out there and, and there'll be a Woodson that will actually talk to you and, and, and be a representative and stand by what it is they're doing. I am saying we need to look into what we're doing financially, our spending, especially as a black people. You hear the talk all the time about the consumption power and the spending power of the black community. Absolutely. It's only as powerful as we actually conceive of and think about it as we're doing it. If we do it just in the lowest common denominator, I need the best price. And it's completely um, um, looking at it from a short term quick hit. This is what I want. I got it. And I got it at the lowest price without thinking about a couple steps ahead about what my consumption can actually build. Then it's just going to build somebody else's thing, right? Somebody's thinking about it. You've just failed to do so, right? And so there's another group that is quickly taking on that capital and, and using it to fuel the things that they want, using it to fuel the ideas uh, and the uh, partic- the uh, po- politicians that are going to push those ideas out there, using that to fuel the type of police force that they feel comfortable. Okay, with. now you're speaking to me. Le- so. Using, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Oh, I, I do. I did do. I touch that nerve right there? Yeah, because I see to, what I you're doing. Because see, you know what you're saying is this, right? So we can sit idle and think that the things that we don't think about don't impact us or we can start to think about them in a way that does and then we can be impact we can be impactful and be intentional about it you always talk about being intentional intentional. right that's one of my biggest things bro you know me so well being intentional and and i won't even say i think i know that if we were more intentional our results would be more predictable and in the way in which we're, we're what we're talking about tonight, it's just a it's a couple of things that it just boils up. Number one, we have talked about some of these things before. We continue to kind of circle back to some core issues. Where's our economic base and agenda? We don't have an economic base and agenda because if we had that, we would understand what it means to support small black businesses. And again, one of the things that I've had to, I won't even say I had to, what I have answered about is, hey, Destrian, you know, are you saying that black people should never buy? No, I'm I'm not saying that you don't do that. But the problem here. The problem herein lies in this, and I've never said this on the podcast, but I'm going to say it now. The problem lies in the fact that someone would be willing to ask me to defend me telling Black people to circulate their dollars within their own community to stimulate an economy that ultimately helps the gross domestic product of the entire country. As opposed to being an advocate for that, you want it right out of here at the six hour rate that it is. And so that is into your ecosystem. Every culture should have an ecosystem, regardless of what it is. I just happen to be an African-American or, 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 you know, forget that I'm a black man. And so I happen to be a black man. I want to advocate for black people 
continuing to create an ecosystem that they can thrive in. Let me let me tell you why this is important. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you, but let me tell you why this is important, right? Because we we have this deal where everybody talks about, oh, every group has been disadvantaged. That's true. We've all had disadvantages. That's everybody true in terms of people. Except who? Exactly. We as as African Americans, we are the only group that was brought here to be perpetual property, right? Generation to generation, property to be owned, not to own. Dog, dog, even the three fifths. Dog, this is is not the forum to be telling that much truth, my brother. (laughs) This is not the forum. This is not the forum to be telling that much truth, my brother. Please stop before they shut us down, dog. This is all I have, man. All I going. All I got is truth. All I got is truth and Uncle Nearest over here. That's it. That's truth serum. We're gonna get. A black, a black owned truth serum. Keep going, brother. Hey, man, look, if we do not recognize the fact that this country has been intentional in stripping us from uh, of wealth by lots of different means. Right. Initially, by 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 just virtue of the fact that this is understood that you're property and then a three-fifths compromise not based on giving us some semblance of humanity but based on giving wealthy individuals more voting rights and representation that mm. based still on how much property they had right eventually we got to the point where people made certain exceptions that would allow us to do certain things that resembled humanity in this country but never has it been stated within this country's anything that all people, regardless of race, are equal. You know, that's not it. It's all men, you know, and they hey. loosen documentation. We don't hey. have anything. Let me, hey, let me everything, tell you something. Everything that allows us to do the things that we do are exceptions to the rules that had already precluded us from doing anything except being chattel. Okay, and so when you are a black person and you have the opportunity to own and patronize black businesses, understand that this is something that was not intended by the founding fathers. It was not intended by them. It was intended that you be property, not that you sell it, that you be it. And so when you get the opportunity to actually patronize black businesses, to actually own your own black business, to put yourself in your community in a position of ownership and self-determination, recognize that each purchase that you make is either affirming of that, that, that ability and putting us closer to it, or in many cases, it's eroding it. Because you're working it and you're spending and you're contributing to something that's making it harder for these businesses to establish themselves. Now, I'm not saying, and as Destrian pointed out, hey, we're not operating in every place where you buy just solely black and can live a normal existence. And But there have been some people who have done it, right? And because of the internet, you have more opportunity to do so. I would suggest if you say that this is important to you, that you act accordingly and you do your best to try when you see the opportunity to support a black business, that you nurture that opportunity, that you appreciate it, that you pay the price, that you recognize the value and that you spread the good news, right? We're familiar with doing that even when it doesn't benefit us sometimes. 
give it a we shot are, in, some, we, in some way when when you can look at it and say, man, this is likely to do so. Most definitely. So uh, DJ had to jump for another call, mm-hmm. which we always respect. Go ahead. But, no, I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm gonna have to jump momentarily, but um, final thoughts. Go ahead. Final thought. Final thoughts. All right. So, you know, the conversation was a little bit different than what we talked about, but I I think it's important nonetheless. My major my major takeaway just from really listening to the both of you brothers is that it reaffirms my um my <laughs> my my fondness, my proudness my gratefulness for waking up black every day because i think that for some maybe if you're out there and you think it's a burden let me let you know something it is not you should wake up proud to be black every day what you are facing is the fact that if you are proud and black and especially handling your business that may pose a significant threat to a lot of people who may or may not look like you. The right people will always reveal themselves to you and the wrong people will also do the same. And so that is no um, indictment on any other culture, ethnicity or race. But what I am saying is that you have people that look like you that are not for you. You also have people that do not look like you that are not for you. But it just so happens that when people of color call that out, they tend to be pulling the race card. And let me tell you, they are not. This is a real thing. I happen to be a person who has no criminal record. I um, pride myself on the way that I attempt to uh, live my life as a citizen and the way that I treat people. But every time the police gets behind me, my heart rate goes up. I start to sweat a little bit. And I have a feeling of anxiety around whether I will see my family again. And so with that being said, I think that there is a lack of empathy in society today to understand the plight of people who don't necessarily share your same value system, so to speak. But what I will say is this. We find a way to have empathy for every other country or ethnicity around the world except black people specifically and I am very comfortable and confident in saying that I um I'm a proponent for the uh current administration I um I cheered on the previous administration even though I disagree with some policies or what have you I thought some things were done well and some things were not but what I am disappointed in is the fact that you specifically ask for black folks to come out and support you. And yet you show up and you decide that the first order of business that you should conduct is to pass a law to protect the lives of um, people that have been disenfranchised that are not black. That's day one. And I believe that everyone's lives matter, right? I believe that, you know, um, we're all equal um, in the eyesight of God. And if you don't believe that, then that's on you. That's fine. However, I do believe that politicians tend to leverage what they can. And when rubber meets road, I look at legislation. And if you can pass a bill, day one, 
that protect the, protects the lives of what you perceive to be um, a class of individuals under attack, but there could be over 200 bills passed to the Senate floor about the lives of black people that never get a full vote. That tells me a lot about who we are as a country. And so I would ask us to wake up and support each other as best we can, because if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? And it's gonna take the collective to make this thing better. And it's piece by piece, block by block, brick by brick. And then it's gonna be street by street, city by city, state by state, and then we're gonna be able to move. And I think that in, until people realize that it's gonna take a economic base with a planned agenda, um, a strategy around how we move and, and direct ourselves, we'll always be operating out of what we started to talk about earlier tonight, which is desperation. Doc. And that is a position, that's a position of a disadvantage. Doc, you on the clock. Yeah, man, let me just say, I, I feel like Destrian has said most of it, literally all of it. Did. Let me just say in, in my own way that you are more powerful than you give yourself credit for. The way in which you interact with the financial world around you shapes the way in which the financial world around you operates. All right. You get to decide what you buy. You get to decide what is hot. You get to decide what is not. This is just one thing that black folks have always been a part of. We on the cutting edge of fashion, the cutting edge of technology, the cutting edge of music, entertainment, everything that people say is this cool and is this American? Typically, it's the through the lens, at least in some sort of way, sometimes it's a warped way, that acknowledges the fact that Black folks get to determine a lot of what is cool. And the point that I'm trying to make is, if you think it's important for Black people to have financial empowerment, good but recognize you are a part of making sure that happens. If you want to see black people treated differently by politicians, by police, by the governmental structures around them, good, I agree with you, but you have power to change that too. You have to recognize that if you are not exerting the influence that you can't exert, to actually make those things happen, then who's gonna do it? Are you looking for somebody else to do it? Are you hoping that someone else will make the decision for you? Well, I'll let you know, they are. And so the decisions, the default decisions that you're making without thinking about some of the follow through, yeah, they're supporting some agendas that a lot of times are not in your best interest, okay? And we cannot afford to do things that are not going to be in our best interest, especially when there are opportunities to support things, to support companies that 
can can uh, sow back into your life in positive ways. All right. So I'm not saying for you to be selfless when you think about these small businesses or your or black businesses. No, it's it's a selfish sort of thing. It's about you thinking about the world that you want to live in going forward and the way that you want to be treated. And how dignity is is not distributed based on whether or not they perceive you of having a degree that they think is right or the skin color that's acceptable to be able to walk on a block or patronize a store without being stripped of your your constitutional rights. These things, these rights, unfortunately, are going to have to be fought for based on the condition in which we were brought to this country. And so there is no default. You get everything you're supposed to. The default is bitterness. The default is defeat. The default is them treading upon you. Everything else, every bit of elevation that we got has been hard fought. And the next bits of elevation that we get will likewise be hard fought. And all I'm asking you to do is take what it is that you have and fight. So that's all I really have to say on, on the matter. Thank you so much for uh, for throwing it my way. And then I'm throwing it back to you, uh, to, to you, Arthur. Well, as, as always, I thank both of you gentlemen for joining me. And I uh, thank you all for a rousing conversation as usual. Um, I won't I won't comment on, on, on y'all's comments, but I will finish with this. Uh we started we started the evening with the topic of operating out of desperation and I think it was it began as a one-sided thought but it has evolved into a a, a roundabout conversation whereas the consumer and the business operates from desperation the business the small owned business will give you the discount because they need the sale you as a consumer will ask for the discount out of desperation just because you may possibly need it because you're just so desperate to help a small business that you need the discount to afford their product. And that's fine. But I think the biggest takeaway is to have the conversation, the luxury and the privilege of conversation when it comes to small businesses, something that is not had when it comes to large business. So use that to your advantage and not to the disadvantage of the business or yourself. Converse with each other. Conversate. Whichever one of y'all think that's right. I know it's a big debate about whether it's converse or conversate. Whichever one you believe in, do that with each other, especially when it comes to business. If you know that owner and you need that discount, ask for it and explain. Talk about why you need it. But if you don't, don't ask for it because you're not going to walk into Louis Vuitton. You're not going to walk into Gucci. You're not going to walk into Prada and ask for a discount. Gucci, Louis, Prada ain't never put out no coupons for you. So why expect it from that small business, from that person that you have watched Build, grind, sweat, tears, blood put into it, and you want to ask them to lower the value of their product. Why? So to return to a previous uh, point that we made, politic, the adjective of an action seeming sensible and judicious under the circumstances. (laughs) The verb, which is derogatory, find that funny, but I don't. To engage in political activity, agencies who politic and posture for no other reason than to promote themselves. You ain't got to get politics involved when you come to this stuff. This is this is family when, it, when we talk about small business, whether it's black owned or not. 
like we already stated. It's it's is it, and it's studies showing on this. The science behind it. Treat them, give them the grace, the mercy that you give to all of these, you know, all of these businesses. Be be hesitant about your negative reviews on small business because they may possibly be operating out of desperation. They need it. Like we said, a lot of people found their passions in this pandemic. And they're operating out of desperation. They lost their job, but they say, you know what? I like baking. So let me start baking these cakes. I lost my job, but I love helping others. Let me become a consultant. I lost my job and I love sewing. So let me start making clothing. So they found their passions. They tapped into their passions out of the pandemic, but they're also operating out of desperation. So give them that grace. Give them the same grace. Give them the same mercy. Give them the same opportunities that you give larger companies over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because I guarantee you, we guarantee you that it will pay off for you in the long run and you will be able to tangibly see the results of it. It's been proven. You ask for a discount from the large businesses and what do you get besides the discount? The same thing over and over again. But you go to that small business and you support them throughout the years and then you see them doing things in the community and the locations around you and now you see it. But the first thing you got to do is start. You can't wait for it to show up. You support the big business because you saw them brought, bring in a shiny new a, a shiny new store into your community. So you saw jobs. But guess what? That sole proprietorship has that same aspirations. But all they need from you is the support to do it. They got to believe in themselves as long as you, as well as you, my bad. It's a two-way street and we got to learn how to run that with each other. So with that being said, it's going to do it for us here at the Bridger Podcast. I want to thank my illustrious co-host, Mr. Deshran Wells of D-Wells Consultant, Dr. Ajamu Lovin, CFP, PhD, KFC, TLC, of Lovin Consultant, LLC. You know, I always appreciate having these conversations with you, brother. I love y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And we love y'all, and there's nothing you can do about it. Make sure you're following us on all our social media platforms at Bridgman Pod. That's B-R-E-A-D, like bread, because we always about our bread, and always getting bread. Bridgman Pod. Anchor.fm slash Brethren Pod. Make sure to support us. Thank you for all that listen to us. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Look out for all of the new episodes of uh, the Brethren Podcast, Cocktail Convos, and this episode here and all the ones that come. We love you and ain't nothing we can do about it. And then you can do about it. Peace.